Welcome everybody from all around the world. Welcome to this podcast, Escaping the Entanglements of Our Lives. You got yours, and I've got mine. I'm your host, I'm Dolphus Q. I'm the originator and the creator of this podcast. Now, I believe our lives, yours and mine, are easily entangled with things both real and imaginary, malignant and benign. But it does not matter to our minds because these entanglements are treated the same. A lot of problems of adults are traced back to childhood. Yes, (laughs) it happens in the early stages and it does not stop until time stops for us. But I believe hope is available. It has always been available. And it's as simple as the Buddha sitting beneath a yum-yum tree. I encourage everyone to escape the entanglements of your life. Set yourself free. (laughs) If you're following me, you know this is exactly my method of doing just that. What am I doing? I'm reading and writing my book before your very ears. And by the way, just listening to me read my work, I'll give you 20 minutes of escape. (laughs) 20 minutes of freedom. 20 minutes to put your mind to rest. But now, like the walrus said, the time has come. Yes, my friends all around the world, the time has come for the reading of the word. Episode 10, Chapter 10, Hope lies in Houston. When daylight came, I was asleep in a rail car on the freight train. It was an open car called a gondola. It was open like the body of a pickup truck, but the side body walls were taller, which made it safer to stand. When I stood up, 
Sanbolo appeared to be asleep on the pallet he had made on the floor the night before. I stood at the rear of the gondola and gazed back at a scenery that speeded backwards while a cool morning wind blew behind my back and whistled past my ears. When the night rider appeared, we figuratively had to yell out what we said. Oh, we're in Texas yet. We've been in Texas since long before daylight this morning. Are we close to Houston? We're a long ways from Houston, the night rider said. Things ain't only big in Texas, they fall apart too. We stood in silence like people seated in a church until the urge for a cigarette overpowered the night rider. And he walked to where Son Bolo lay like he was asleep. I don't really believe he was asleep, although he sat up, yawned, and rubbed his eyelids and appeared to willfully take his time to give the night rider a cigarette. Next time, Son Bolo said, buy some cigarettes instead of all that wine. I'll do that, the night rider said calmly and passed the pack of cigarettes back. Sanbolo stood up and walked over to a wall of the gondola. He stirred up the tracks and then down at the long length of gondolas behind us. I hate to ride on these open cars. I'll ride any car I can, said the night rider. I rode them all including inside the unit. So have I, said Sanbolo. But the unit is the best. I didn't know what a unit was. I asked out loud, not directly to anyone in particular. Sanbolo laughed and said he forgot I was green and didn't know much about freight trains. He explained a unit was another name for the engine that pulls the train. It's all railroad talk, he said. It takes X number of units to pull X number of cars, loaded or unloaded. It's all railroad talk. The night Rider asked Son Bolo, did he know about that box with the flashing red light at the end of the train? Yeah, it's some sort of computer that replaced the caboose. The night rider chuckled <laughs> and told Son Bolo he was right, but he wasn't talking about that. That's not what he meant. He said not too many people knew, but he knew for a fact there was an ounce of gold in that box. Pure gold, he grinned. I'm not talking about something I heard. I'm saying something I know. How much is an ounce of gold worth, I asked with wide eyes. Oh, the price varies, answered the night rider. I got $347 for mine. Wow, I cried with excitement. I'm ready to go take off one of those boxes. Why do that, 
asked the night rider. You're going to California? There's still plenty gold up there in those hills. Gold? Yep. People still find gold in California, the night rider said. Then turned to Son Bolo. You from California? Tell him. Son Bolo said it was true. Gold was still there, but it was up in the mountains. I grew excited at the prospects gold and freedom. Truly, those two would have revenged my wrong. One pound of gold, that's all I wanted to find. One simple pound of gold. I asked Son Bolo, had he been up in the mountains of California in search of gold? Son Bolo had not, but the Knight Rider had been up in the mountains many times and had found gold. I sold $10,000 worth of gold once, a long time ago, he said. I traveled all around the world like I was trying to find something. I spent months in parts of Africa like a white man on a safari. $10,000 I streamed. You found that much gold? The night Rider said it took a while, but time didn't matter. He had went up in the mountains to meditate. He had made a camp in the mountains and panned patiently for gold on a stream. I wanted to know where these mountains were. They're up near Sacramento, he said, but added it was too late to go up there now, that the Isles of March was the best time to start. He explained that the sun starts to melt the snow, which creates a rush of streams, and these streams contain specks and pebbles of gold from the mountaintop. I wanted to know if I could go up there just to look around. Oh, yeah, said the night rider. Folks go up there all the time. But the secret to find gold is to wait until the owls march. I'd be doggone if I want to wait around up in those cold-ass mountains until March, snorted Sun Bolo. The night rider lifted his eyebrows but didn't seem surprised. Yep, that is a long, cold time to wait especially if time ain't on your side. I pressed my lips into a tight smile. I nodded to myself. I could wait on time for $10,000. I made a mental note to go to Sacramento and find those mountains. I gazed back at the starry scenery in motion backwards behind me with a peaceful expression on my face. After a long moment of solitude, I turned away from the wall and retreated to a corner of the gondola. I leaned my head back against the wall with my eyes closed. The thought of gold in California, the very prospect, pounded on the walls of my mind like a cosmophobic caught in a closet. I began to hear a conversation between Sun Bolo and the Night Rider. They talked about Houston. 
The night Rider explained how to get food stamps on the same day you arrived. Son Bolo swore it would, that it would take a week. They also discussed the sale of blood plasma. The night Rider figured they could make $80 between the plasma plan and the food stamps. The key to everything in Houston was ID. I frowned and lowered my head. Don't worry, Joe, said Son Bolo. I got you, but maybe you can get some ID in Houston. The night writer said that would take at least 30 days. Son Bolo shook his head. I don't plan to be here in Houston that long. And thus, we have reached the end of our episode for this time. And we invite everybody all around the world to join us next time for Escaping the Entanglements of Our Lives. Until then, goodbye, everybody.